There's a bit of a road swing for the Edmonton Oilers, and so far, so good, especially on the weekend with their new player, Evander Kane, in the lineup. Morning, Reed. How are you, buddy? Good, Daryl. How are you? I'm good, thanks. It was nice to, it's nice to be on a winning streak after all that losing. Well, pretty nice turnaround so far for the Oilers. They've won four in a row after going 0-5-2 in their previous seven games, and they had that long run of just 2-11-2. So, so some better results lately. Uh, I think they've been getting some better goaltending. First, Miko Koskinen and, mm-hmm. and Stuart Skinner are kind of a quiet night against Montreal on Saturday, but he got the victory. So well, we'll see what they do tonight against the Ottawa Senators. You know, Ottawa, if you look in the standings, it doesn't look like they're they're very good and they're they're not going to go to the playoffs but they're they're 4-2 two and 2 in their last 8 games. They kind of had a bit of a covid break and they got back going with a regular schedule sort of on January 13th. And don't forget they beat Edmonton a couple weeks ago. Edmonton had a lead going into the third period and Ottawa got five goals in the third to win 6-4. Yeah, so not to be taken lightly because we saw what can happen uh, all of a sudden. Uh, why don't we why don't we just dive right into the whole Evander Kane thing? It, it, it sort of died down. He got the first goal. <laughs> that was a big step on Saturday. Well, I think that was huge for him to get the first goal. Uh, you know, he he hadn't played a game in the NHL this season he'd only played five games in the minors because he had the long suspension with the sharks and then was uh in the american hockey league and then obviously had the contract terminated i I think the story here with now evander kane is does this give the oilers possibly three well-rounded lines that can all attack and and carry the play a little bit, and they're not just relying on wherever McDavid and Drysaddle are in the lineup. If if you look at how it was Saturday night, you had McDavid played with Kane and Yamamoto, Drysaddle played with Fogel and Pugliarvi, and Nugent Hopkins with with Hyman and Cassian, and that was probably the best line in the game. And Hyman was probably the best player with two goals and an assist. So, you know, the Oilers have been trying to do this for years to spread things out a little bit and to have a little more depth and not just be playing and sometimes even overplaying McDavid or Drysaddle. So. So, you know, Hyman came back from injury recently, as did Nugent Hopkins, uh, and and now you add Kane to the lineup as well. So, so this is the hope that that Big David Drysaddle and Nugent Hopkins maybe can, perhaps not all the time, but more than in the past, play on different lines, and uh, that you can spread the scoring around a little bit. Now, it worked against the Montreal Canadiens, who are not, an abysmal team. I mean, yeah. they're having an awful season, and they have a ton of guys out. So, I think it's it's going to be a good test now against Ottawa coming up, and then a very good Washington team on Wednesday to see if they if they can rely on this uh, on. On, on on the having these guys on different lines against tougher opposition. Yeah, I'm curious as your take on this because, and I think I know which direction you're going to go, but I want to prejudge. So I'll ask you this: uh, d- Does Zach Hyman now go? Oh, I'm now on the third line. I didn't come here to be a third line winger, but it seems to me that he's on with Nuge and then Zach Cassian. You know, if you look at the pairings of, of Hyman and Nuge, those are two really good, well played players. D- does the third line matter at this point? It's as long as you get your time on the ice. Who cares what line you want to call it? Yeah, well, I think, I mean, certainly McDavid and Dreisaitl, they're going to be the first two lines. But but again, I, I think that was the number one line against Montreal in terms of how they played. And yeah. I think any player would would want to play with Nugent Hopkins with his all-round game and the fact that he can get the puck to you if, if you want the chance to score a few goals. So, no, I, I, I don't think that would be Hyman's mentality or any player's mentality that it's uh, – you know, a demotion to play with Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And and I think as things go along throughout the season, you're going to see Hyman playing with other, uh, 
with one of the other two guys as well as we go along. I mean, I, I, I kind of thought going into Saturday that it would be Kane, McDavid, and Hyman on a line. I mean, Hyman is a left winger, but he shoots right, so he can play the right side as well. They kept Yamamoto up there with McDavid for the time being. But, I mean, the line combinations can change game to game, sometimes shift to shift. So yeah. I, I wouldn't say that, you know, Hyman's never going to get to play with those guys again. And I, and I would say, I, and I think, Daryl, that's, you know, that's a good question, but also that's the point that it would be a third line that would be uh, better than most third lines and create a little bit more of that balance for the Oilers. Well, and again, it's one game. We've seen one game with this sort of new uh, outlook. Uh, tonight could be uh, a little more telling. Well, and I think you see what happens if and when the Oilers fall behind in a game, which, by the way, happens almost every game with the first goal. <laughs> they finally got it against <laughs> Montreal. But if they're down, you know, if they're down going to the third, 3-1, 2-0, 2-1 in a game, what are they going to do, right? Or is it going to be the the loaded up scenario where you might pick, okay, we had these top three lines going, uh, which six guys are having the best game? They're going to be in the top two lines and they're going to play the most in the third period. Yeah. Uh, any, uh, Mike Smith's got to be back soon, right? From the sound uh, we'll of see. it? We'll yeah. see. <laughs> I mean, we, we thought that earlier in the season. Uh, the last time there was kind of an update on him uh well, I mean, he's been placed on long-term injured reserve, which you can, you know, now come off at, yeah. at any time. He has been skating with the team, but the last time Dave Tippett kind of said anything extensive about him was that he wasn't close. Now, that was probably a little over a week yeah. ago, but uh, I think we're going to see probably Koskinen and Skinner the next couple of games, I would think, and then we go into the All-Star break, and we'll see what happens out of that. Uh, it'll be an interesting next little while. Uh, it's going to be fun, I think. I hope because it's winning's always a lot more fun than losing, my friend. Well, it is going to be. You know, obviously, the, the, it looks like they're coming out of a tough stretch. Uh, they in this in this four game winning streak, they've beaten a couple teams that they should beat, and they uh, they were able to outlast a couple of pretty solid teams in Calgary yeah. and Nashville. The Oilers are right in the thick of a playoff race. Um, you know, really, I I think still as high as second in the Pacific division is yeah. still possible. Uh, at the very least, they should be fighting for a wild card. Uh, and, and when you look at the standings, you really have to more than ever look at the points percentage and not the points yeah. because there are some teams that have played five, six, seven more games than Edmonton. Yeah, exactly. But it's those things where you've got to win the ones that you have in hand, et cetera. It's, it's, it's like, all the cliches, but they're absolutely true, and it, I think it's going to be a fascinating next little stretch here. Uh, Reed, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Okay, see you. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.